Section 17 of A Lady's Visit to the Gold Diggings of Australia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Lady's Visit to the Gold Diggings of Australia by Ellen Clacy. Section 17. Conclusion. As I trust that in the foregoing pages I have slightly interested my readers in our party, the following additional account of their movements, contained in letters addressed to me by my brother, may not be quite uninteresting. The Athens diggings are on the river of the same name, which takes its rise in the Australian Alps, and flows into the Murray. As these Alps separate New South Wales from Victoria, these diggings belong to the latter province. They are about forty miles from the town of Albury. They are spread over a large space of ground, the principal localities are Spring and Reeds Creek. Now for the letters. Melbourne, January the 5th, 1853. My dear E, you'll be surprised at the heading of this, but the ovens are not to my taste, and I'm off again with Frank and Octavius to Bendigo tomorrow. I suppose you'd like to hear of our adventures up to the ovens, and the reasons for this sudden change of plans. We left Melbourne the Monday after you sailed, and camped out halfway to Kilmore, a little beyond the Lady of the Lake. The day was fine, but the dust made us wretched. Next day we reached Kilmore, stopped there all night. Next day on again, and the further we went, the more uncivilised it became. Hills here, forests there, as wild and savage as any one could desire. It was bushing it with a vengeance. This lasted several days. Once we lost our road and came by good luck to a sort of station. They received us very hospitably and set us right next morning. Four days after we came to the Goulburn River. There was a punt to take us over and a host of people, many from Bendigo, waiting to cross. Three days after we pitched our tents at the ovens. Here I soon saw it was no go. There was too much water and too little gold, and even if they could knock the first difficulty on the head, I don't think they could do the same to the second. In my own mind, I think it impossible that the ovens will ever turn out the second Bendigo that many imagine. Hundreds differ from me, therefore it's hundreds to one that I'm wrong. The average wages, as far as I can judge, are an ounce a week, some much more, many much less. We did not attempt digging ourselves. Eaglehawk shallowness has spoilt us. For not even Octavius, who you know of old was a harder worker than either Frank or self, thinks it's worth digging through fourteen or sixteen feet of hard clay for the mere pleasure of exercising our limbs. Provisions there were not at the high price that many supposed they would be, but quite high enough, heaven knows. Meat was very scarce and bad, and flour all but a shilling a pound, and if the fresh arrivals keep flocking in, and no greater supply of food, it will get higher still. We stayed there two weeks, then brought our dray back again, and are now busy getting ready for a fresh dart to Bendigo. Among other things we shall take are lemonade and ginger beer powders, a profitable investment, though laughable. The weather is very hot, fancy a hundred and three degrees in the shade. Water is getting scarce. Have seen all our friends in Melbourne except Richard, who left for England a fortnight ago. 
Jessie is well and growing quite pretty. She says she is extremely happy and sends such a number of messages to you that I'll write none for fear of making a mistake. We'll write again soon. Your affectionate brother in haste. Melbourne, April the 17th, 1853. My dear E, I suppose you've thought I was buried in my hole or killed by bush rangers in the Black Forest. But I've been so occupied with the worship of Mammon as to have little thoughts for anything else. We made a good thing of our last two speculations. Ginger beer and lemonade, or lemon carley, at sixpence a tiny glass, paid well. A successful digger would drink off a dozen one after another. Some days we have taken ten pounds in sixpences at this fun. What they bought of us wouldn't harm them, but many mix up all sorts of injurious articles to sell, but our consciences, thank God, are not colonised sufficiently for that. We have had steady good luck in the digging line, for we combine everything, and after this next trip mean to dissolve partnership. Octavius talks of going out as overseer or something of that sort to some squatter in New South Wales for a year or so, just to learn the system, etc., and then, if possible, take a sheep run himself. Frank means to send for Mrs. Frank and Small Co. He says you shall stay in Victoria for some years. I do believe he likes the colony. As for myself, I hope to see the last of it in six weeks' time. Hurrah for old England, no place like it. Your very affectionate brother. With a cordial assent to the last few words, I conclude these pages. End of section 17